Sean Brown, and this is the JADcast, produced by JAD Communications International, the organization that helps women stop limiting beliefs and achieve their highest potential at www.jadcommunications.com. Welcome. Hello, and welcome to today's JADcast. Our guest today is Ellen Britt. Ellen is the Chief Knowledge Officer of Primal Waters. She is a stress resiliency coach as well as an experienced speaker and workshop presenter. And she was a practicing physician's assistant for 22 years, specializing in emergency medicine, occupational health, and urgent care. Ellen holds a doctorate in biology from Ball State University, Muncie, Indiana, and is currently completing degree requirements for a Ph.D. in clinical psychology through the Fielding Graduate Institute in Santa Barbara, California. Ellen lives and works in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Adirondack Mountains of upstate New York. Chicago's so flat, that sounds really uh, sexy to me, having mountains around you. She is also the co-founder of the Helix Institute School of Wellness Coaching, and we are privileged to have Ellen as our guest today. Welcome, Ellen. Well, thank you, Yvonne, and it's my privilege and pleasure to be here as well. Uh, What is stress resiliency? It says you're a stress resiliency coach. What does that mean? Well, you know, Yvonne, I like to tell people that stress management is dead. Um, We really can't manage our stress anymore. Um, After 9-11 and the events that took place on that tragic day, I think it it brought home to us more than any time in our history that we really can only control things uh, so far. And, pardon me, when I say stress resiliency, I mean the ability to bounce back. We're all going to have a certain amount of things that come into our lives which we cannot control. And so my emphasis is on stress resiliency, the ability to bounce back, rather than try to manage something that can't be controlled in the first place. (laughs) I, I hear you clearly and I understand there's so much stress in the workplace today. It's unbelievable. Why start Primal Waters? Ellen's uh, organization, Primal Waters, you can visit it at primalwaters.com. I really love the website and and encourage people to visit it. Um, Why start Primal Waters? Well, Yvonne, this came out of my work with pain management patients. I was working at the time as a PA in a large upstate New York uh, medical center hospital setting. And many of my clients said that they were just too ill, uh, too anxious, in too much pain to learn to do guided imagery or to, to learn to meditate. And they wanted something, something that they could do. So I turned to a filmmaker friend of mine and a, a friend who was a composer, and I said, let's put something together, and, uh, something that's visual, something that will actually meditate these people rather than they having to do anything active. And so we put together a product called The Fifth Season, which is a nature-based um, relaxation video, which, by the way, we won a Telly Award for several years ago. And that was kind of the start of Primal Waters. That was our first program. But it came out of the uh, the needs, mostly of these women clients who were in great pain, who needed something more for themselves. I, I, I know so many women today are, are incredibly stressed because for the first time in history, women are having to not just take care of themselves, take care of their families, work full time, but also be caregivers of 
aging parents who sometimes live at home with these women as well. Do you think that might have something to do with that stress they're dealing with? Well, Yvonne, there's no doubt about it that women today are just under uh, tremendous, tremendous pressure. And in spite of the um, women's liberation movements of the 60s and 70s, women still have the primary caregiving responsibilities in the home. I'm not saying that men haven't stepped in and taken a role there, and many men are very wonderful at that. But our culture still um, perpetuates these kinds of things, and it's women who are left to caregive the elderly parents for the most part, and also to take care of children. And because many women have postponed childbearing, uh, especially our reproductive technologies and medicines have allowed us to do that, we often ended up um, in positions such as myself. I have an 84-year-old mother and a 7-year-old child, and that's a tremendous um, place to be, but it also adds a tremendous amount of stress to one's life. So, yes, I totally agree with you. Uh, why, did you, why did you leave uh, emergency medicine and occupational health and, and, and move more into this area of coaching? Why not stay there? Well, I, I thought I had done all I could in that area. I had kind of reached the top of my salary scale there and at the top of my, uh, my ability to advance, and I felt that I had some talents in other areas that just could not be used if I stayed in that setting. And so I really felt called, Yvonne, to, um, to reach out and try to bring um, my gifts to the world to a larger audience. And I think that's something that's speaking to many women uh, at this time of their lives. How would, how would um, I, I know you work, I believe you work with doctors, is that, is that correct? I, oh, yes, we work with all types of medical professionals, with doctors as well, yes. Well, how would your uh, stress resiliency coaching uh, connect with that profession, for example? Well, for one thing, medicine is an extremely stressful pr profession, and so we want to take this message of stress resiliency to medical providers, not only to physicians, but to PAs and nurse practitioners, but we also want to introduce the idea to physicians that there is such a thing as a wellness coach and that they don't have to do everything. You know, physicians are becoming educated more and more about the role of stress and its implications in every disease. Um, particularly heart disease, obesity, uh, cancer, and, uh, and hypertension. And they hear this and they think, oh my, you know, I can't just add one more thing to my day because I'm so pressured. So wellness coaches, I am hopeful, very hopeful, can take up some of the slack in that area for physicians. I'm also very interested in teaching physicians and other medical care providers a coaching approach to clients because I think that could add so much. Can you give me an example of how uh, a physician would use a coaching approach? Sure. We, we're trying to get away from this idea of the, of the physician as primarily a prescriptive sort of person. You know, we go to our physicians and we want, you know, we want them to take out that little pad and write a prescription for a little pill that's going to make us all better, you know. But a lot of times and in many, many illnesses, it's not just that little pill. It's also the client, the patient who is is going to get so much better if they can take some responsibility uh, 
for their part in their illness. And many illnesses that are, are occurring now in, in our Western world are there's something that we that the patient, the client, can do something about. So the the physician might sit down and the person's coming in, and obviously, you know, there's a maybe there's a weight issue. This is very common kind of thing. Well, instead of the physician saying, "Well, Gloria, you know, you you know, you really need to take off about 35 pounds," he might he or she might say something like, "You know, Gloria." I know you must have seen all of the all of the concerns about weight and that kind of thing. What do you see going on in your life in that area right now? How do you feel about your weight? I mean, that'd be really different, wouldn't it? If the if the physician would ask the client about how it was for them around this issue rather than telling them they need to lose 35 pounds because the client already knows. They know they need to lose that weight. They don't need the physician to tell them. In fact, sometimes I think it fosters a certain resistance to hear that from somebody, you know. Yes, and actually uh, that, that using that, is, is, is that not called the Socratic method, I think, rather than t- using the telling style to ask the individual questions and have them draw their own conclusions so that now they are, uh, they've agreed to whatever the solution is because they're the ones that came up with it in the first place as oh, absolutely. to your recommended. It, absolutely. It goes back to the Socratic method and it also transfers that locus of power from the physician to the client. So the client says, oh, this is within me. This is coming from me. It's not being imposed on me from the outside. So there's a different philosophical shift there for sure. Let's say I'm, I'm a corporate person. I notice you yeah. have stress resiliency programs for corporate people. What would, right. what would a corporate person uh, come to you for regarding stress resiliency, for example? Well, there's been a lot of work now that's saying you certainly can't um, separate your physical, emotional, spiritual health away from this idea of effective leadership. And I think corporate people are beginning to realize that more and more. So when we work with corporate people, what we usually do is a a 90-minute session called our Stress Resiliency Map, where we actually map out the client's goals in all areas, physical, mental, uh, emotional, uh, spiritual, and kind of look at the deeper purpose for them being there. Uh, One of the things that we've done is also give these corporate clients some training and a cutting-edge biofeedback tool so that they can see some immediate results. And then we apply uh, coaching to their goals and also support that with um, a series of written materials because a lot of times people are are somewhat uneducated about such basics as uh, nutrition, uh, sleep, uh, exercise, uh, imagery, meditation, those kinds of things. So we don't want to spend all that coaching time kind of educating the patient, so we send those materials to the client ahead of time. So it's kind of a combination of things that, that we do, but we've been pretty successful at it. That's great, because I know uh, more and more in the news today we're hearing about people who have heart attacks on the job or get stress-related illnesses that have a direct impact on the bottom line because now they can't show up for work because they're ill. So I, I'm glad to hear that you have a program that, that uh, would help corporations with that. Tune in next week for part two of this fascinating interview. We hope these podcasts help you on your journey to achievement of your destiny. And remember, 
Visit us online at www.jadcommunications.com.